Nerd Soul. All right, late ill kid at one youngster holding it down, bringing that streak you can nerd soul. What is up, my people? Nerd Soul Gaming, we back. That's right, believe that we back. It's been a minute, but we got some stuff to talk about. And when I say we, that's right, I ain't by myself, y'all. <laughs> we are joined uh, by a member of the FGC, an esteemed colleague, the man, the myth, the legend. I give to you, Open Mind, what's up? What's up, FGC family? What's up, Nerd Soul family? Thanks for having me back, as usual. Glad to be back. Shout out to Solar Gray for no reason at all. Just to <laughs> shout him out. Yeah, he, he he dope like that. He dope like that. Hold on, I want to do my best, my best uh, Denzel impression. Shout out to Solar Gray for no reason at all because he's just a good guy. And and I'm using, I'm doing my finger right now. I'm doing my Denzel finger. Oh, right? the, the Denzel point. <laughs> I'm doing the Denzel point when I shout when I shout out Solar Gray. <laughs> the wackest Denzel oh, impression ever. I just I love that dude, man. I I don't, I don't see him that much. But every time I come on your show, I think about the guy because he just, Yo, that's, my, that's just one of my favorite people. He cool for real, for real. <laughs> now, um, what is it? I wanted to, there was something that I wanted to talk about when I saw a video sent to me uh, by Coop from Blurtish. And it's a video from, um, what is it? Spawn Wave. A video from Spawn Wave his channel he talks about gaming and stuff and in this particular video uh he talks about the budgets ballooning and swelling to these like astronomical amounts and if you're looking for it i'm gonna put the link to the to his original video down below but if you you know what I'm saying if you ain't trying to read down there the name of the the title of the video is the gaming industry has a serious problem and in the description, he says, despite this being a great year for game releases, along with big revenue numbers, it feels like the foundation for the gaming industry is getting shaky. With a heavy focus on live service games backfiring, causing shutdowns, cancellations, and layoffs, things for the immediate future are not looking good. Now, you know... Oh, go just, ahead. Dr. Brief Cuff, I want you to continue. When I watched that, I felt like he was on some doomsday stuff. But go ahead. <laughs> so, um, he does list out a couple of things. Well, he, he lists out a good amount of things, but they're all centered around this um, and mostly around live service gaming. And of course, you know, I play mostly FGC games. I play platformers too, but yeah. I don't really play any live service games. But I do think there are things in this video and in this argument that applies to gaming as a whole. But I'll throw it to you, Open Mind, when it comes to this video, when the things that he was laying out, and I'll lay out some things that he was talking about. But what the what was the general vibe you got about this video? Is he is he on to something? Is he not? You know where where you at on it? I mean, general vibe because I don't remember everything he was said verbatim. So don't get me to lying and trying to like go off the dome because I didn't. I did. I was listening to it while doing other things, right? Mm -hmm. So let me just you know I was I, I was letting the video play. I had my headphones in, my phone in my pocket, but I was moving around, so I wasn't even really watching it because my phone was in my pocket. But I was listening, mm -hmm. and what little small clips I did look at with my eyes. I saw him you, you doing his little presentation. I mean, he brings up some some facts. I can't say he's lying per se, but he mm -hmm. still can't definitively say these things that he said. I just think, just overall vibe, without going into explicit detail, because I'm going to let you have it in, in this regard, because I didn't really do a whole in-depth dive into the guy. I just think he's just kind of like jumping the gun here. Okay, you, you okay. pointed out some things that are that are you can't nobody can argue with i'm not gonna argue but at the same time it's like okay but that doesn't definitively mean that that's what happened like you're not in the studio with these people you're not talking to these people right you're just looking at stats without context right so because he doesn't have the full context of all of this stuff he just have what's the what's the public information he himself can't definitively say that so i just kind of think he's I saw the video for what it's worth from the like, all right, okay, and I don't really play live stream service games either. I'm an FGC person and I'm a adventure game person, you know, RPG person. So I, I, I don't see this affecting me as a gamer. So I'm just kind of, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like really what are, what am I supposed to be 
as a gamer concerned about after watching his video? That's my rhetorical question because I don't, I'm not concerned. I'm not moved and nor, nor am I at all shaken. It's like, okay, this is this guy's strong opinion. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean it, make it so. That's, that's the best way. That's my best overall. Okay. When I watched the video, I was, at first I was like, well, you know what? This doesn't really, you know, like this doesn't really, you know, kind of like it's not my backyard. But yeah. then I was wondering, I was like, you know what? This could be because these, these studios don't exist in a bubble. They make other games. And yeah. I was like, you know, this could be like, kind of like the canary in the coal mine, maybe yeah. because when he brought up because i didn't know that uh epic had layoffs because epic like you know and he brings up and i'll talk about it in a second um epic has fortnite and pretty much even if you're not a gamer you know about fortnite fortnite is huge it's everywhere there's ads on tv there's you know pop-up installations there's you know uh musician collabs sports collabs marvel collabs star wars collabs you know uh hollywood actor collabs all kinds of you know voice actor tons of stuff and it's if it might be one of the most sort of like popular hollywoody kind of games out there where you know it's a live surface game it's always on there's not going to be a fortnite 2 it's just fortnite and it just exists essentially kind of like forever in perpetuity and it's been huge you know what i'm saying it's had like all kinds of like mcdonald's tie-ins like it's it's big but and, does it have to have a part two well no not since it's like since it's a live service it doesn't really need one it just content sort of continues on so it's like it's like world of warcraft World yeah. of Warcraft went on for 10 years before they made a, a sequel type-ish version. World of yeah. Warcraft went on all the way through the 90s and all the way through the early 2000s before they finally decided to make a new version of it. But it was the same World of Warcraft for almost 15 years. So I'm trying yeah. to figure out what the big deal is. Here. Well, I think what he's talk, what he's worried about is <coughs> the the slowing in the player base and then matching that with the layoffs because the idea i i'm guessing because i mean of course i didn't talk to this guy personally the idea i think is if the player base is slowing and they're doing layoffs they've got access to other information that we don't have that is right. spelling that is spelling you know negative for epic in terms of fortnite and if fortnite is the king of the hill with these types of games if the king of the hill is having problems then the idea is that the duke the duchess the you know the governor the the peasants everybody is going to feel it sooner or later when it comes to like these lesser known live service games and then getting into the budgets and what they have to do to kind of I guess be solvent on them because these budgets he made a point about how budgets are being mentioned more and more in these games and it is true i've i it's the way we talk about or the way studios talk about budgets for games now is similar to how hollywood talks about budgets for games or how you know like people might talk about like salary caps and things like that where it's like it's almost it's almost like a stunt for a studio to be like, we're spending a hundred million on this game. We're spending 200 million on, and it's like, whoa, isn't that a lot? And then when you play it, you're not really having fun. And I'm wondering, I wanna, I wanna throw it to you. Do you think when it comes to like these larger AAA titles, even even games that aren't live service, um, games like, uh, he brought up um, uh, Suicide Squad and with that you can kind of talk about like arkham and stuff like that that came before it do you feel like you're seeing the money on the screen with these games or do you feel like these things are kind of inflated for kind of like ticket price purposes i think a little bit of both i see the money on the screen and i think it's inflated at the same time i think those two things are true 
But I also want to throw this into the fire, this little curveball. Okay. This is just this is just me still learning on the fly here about this this whole thing because, like I said, I skimmed through the video in my listening process. I didn't really do a deep dive. Maybe he's not considering some other economical factors that have nothing to do with gaming at all, but everything to do with the way the economy is crashing as we speak. We're dealing with inflation. We're dealing with with the increased cost of living. We're dealing with a decrease in the cost of and in, in, in the income. You know, a lot of across the United States, people are suffering economically. They're scraping by. They're we're like we're like sort it. of like a year, maybe six months outside of a pandemic. Right, and a lot of people are still recovering from that pandemic while Many. also dealing with current inflation, gas gas here in texas is averaging 399 a gallon 375 385 350 you might find a mom and pop gas station that's selling it for 325 309 but that mom and pop gas station ain't nowhere near where you live where yeah. you live the gas is 359 350. yeah it's all out the way you know what i'm saying and then that's average here in you want to buy a loaf of bread about, that'll be 12.99 right what about what about the west coast where gas is 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 Bruh. average five bucks a gallon i mean Bruh. we can Let's, we was looking at six dollars before so, I moved. So when I say I'm throwing this curveball, I watched the presentation, or at least I listened to the presentation, and he's throwing these numbers out. This this budget, that budget, this, these companies don't have budget. These companies land people off. Are you consider? Are you if your reference point is the fact that people aren't playing the live stream service game, so to speak? Because I, I I take that back. I do play Smite. I forgot. I do play Smite. Okay, that's okay. the only that's the only live stream game I play, like live service game I play that's that's always live and that's Smite. Yes, I do play Smite, I forgot. But outside of Smite, I don't play Apex Legends, I don't play Fortnite, you know, I don't yeah. play none of that. But Smite has been going on for at least seven years. And I got into it five years ago. But to say definitively that because layoffs are happening and this is a doomsday thing, I don't think the reference point is, is I think the reference point is disingenuous you're okay. referencing the fact that people aren't logging into a game and you're saying well since they're not logging in they must not like the game they must not be having fun they're not buying the microtransactions the game is trash That's, to jump to the conclusion based off the info what you see well I don't see a lot of people playing this game anymore so I'm going to be trash that's the conclusion. There's no other reason other than the reason your mind just told you that hey, you went a whole you on YouTube did a whole two hour presentation on it without considering two hours. inflation, without considering inflation, without considering the cost of living going up, without considering people's economical situations. Maybe he himself isn't in a bad economical situation, so he couldn't fathom the thought that people are struggling out here. And people buy the games they can afford to buy, and they don't buy the games they can't afford to buy. So that plays a part in it and it has nothing to do with liking or disliking a game nothing to do with thinking a game is trash or that a game is not having good marketing it, it's not marketing itself well so therefore people are not buying no some things work some companies are marketing themselves well some companies are doing everything they're supposed to do and the and customers do like their game but they can't afford their game so there's a term here that I want to throw into this bucket of fire here. And that's right. affordability. Can the average person afford to micro buy these microtransactions consistently, which have nothing to do sort with of these pay to win situations, pay to win, nothing at all to do separate issue with liking or disliking the game, but everything to do with what's in the bank. And, yeah, he, and no other reason but that, but no, but but just that, that specific reason, and nothing outside of that. Nothing else other than the fact that they don't have enough money, available disposable income to go play the game, to consistently buy the transaction, to consistently pay for the new version of the game for sixty dollars. Some things have nothing to do with a strong opinion about a thing, and everything to do with somebody's ability to pay. And because we don't consider that factor in a lot of things, 
we have these conversations and these strong opinions and these well my opinions i have right to my opinion it's like okay but i'm not arguing with you i'm just saying that you're not considering every factor you're just taking the data that you have and you're making a presentation with the data that you have but you haven't considered the other data which is people are broke and that's why they can't play the game that they that you that you got for example i'll use myself as an example i don't own a playstation 5 because i'm too broke to buy one which is why i haven't purchased mortal kombat 1 because you have to have a playstation 5 to play mortal kombat 1. it's not that i hate mortal kombat it's not that i hate playstation 5. i can't afford to shell out that 500 dollars right now with my wife and my five kids i can't do it i don't hate playstation i don't have an issue with it my bank account won't let me do it now now so imagine this with that statement <laughs> stick on stay on your point Go hold ahead. that point yeah that statement the affordability of the playstation 5 has yes. now affected the purchaseability of mk1 thank you so now one mortal Con i mean piece ps5 people still saying it's hard to find them or hard to get them then when you if you can get it or if you're like man i can't afford this well guess what right. you you now don't have that to then buy mk1 so right. now it's become exclusionary Yes. And he touched on that, but I'm going to finish your point, because he, he touched on affordability a little bit, but I, he kind of flew by it for a second. He, he flew by it so quick, he didn't, he, he, he glanced over it, glossed over it, like most people do who are not in a financial situation where they could fathom that lifestyle. Most well-to-do people, even if they say they came from nothing, they forget where they come from. Because when I listen to them talk, they only reference their own their, their last few days, few weeks, few years of existence. They don't even go back to the time where they were struggling and didn't know what to do, didn't have the information, didn't have the connection, didn't have the skill, didn't have the, the, they, what they have now. They, they, act like they don't remember when mama had to make the big pot of spaghetti right. to last all and week. And so when you start talking and addressing the public in your now successful form, you're, you're speaking past people. And you and and then people who ask you questions or hold you accountable, you get offended by those people and tell them to get their money up or get your weight mm. up or well, I've been oh, where you boy. are and I made it out of that situation. See, see, you see, so so I can't one hundred percent run with somebody who's talking like he's talking. I have to assume without any evidence that this guy is not in an impoverished situation and he's not in a situation where he's hurting for money. He's in a situation where he can go get whatever game he wants, whatever system he wants, whatever, and, and participate in anything he wants to participate. Not rich, but if you just have the available disposable income, you can participate in a lot of the stuff that's that's really kind of like fun stuff anyway. It's not productive. You're blowing money at the end of the day. So if you have money to blow, you can buy these games. So then look at the metrics and look at the numbers and look at the, 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 the statistics of what he presented you're basing this off you basing this off the conclusion they sold this many copies these many people are logging in blah 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 but why where is the context people talk on microphones on podcasts on radios on tv talk shows and nobody does contact that's why i love solar gray so much that's one of the reasons i know i joke around by the cigarette smoking but here's the reason mm -hmm. why i love solar gray so much because solar gray when he speaks to the public he speaks in context so there's no way you can argue with him. And if you're arguing with him, you're just hating because he didn't say his opinion. He stated the fact. That's why I love that man so much. He, he, never he, tried, to, he tries to he tries to consider, you know, what I'm saying like the different angles. Yeah, because it's, like it's, what one thing I will say is he talks about people logging in and even in FGC will be like this game <laughs> is dead. You know what I'm saying? That game is right. dead because people are always posting up the, the steam you know the steam numbers or the playstation numbers or whatever like this game is dead and then the thing is even if the game isn't dead maybe it's having a bad week or something like that mm -hmm. or maybe there's just low people logging in that kind of rhetoric could kill a game because now yeah. you have people all over twitter and facebook saying or instagram being making videos saying this game is dead it's dying blah blah, blah. and people are like man well it's dying i guess i might as well not play you know what I'm saying? and it might not be dying it might just be that you know this week most of the people that played just ain't ain't in there maybe school just started or maybe it's spring break or something and people are you know vacationing who knows but yeah that the, so i will give him a point yes there is a point of like people not logging in and people not 
playing as much anymore. But this year has been this year has been rough because well, a lot of there's a, there's a lot of people that thought COVID was over, and COVID was like, no, 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 I ain't over. <laughs> I ain't over. Now I I I you know killing the game like I was in 2020. But I'm going to come back real strong in spring real quick. Then I'm going to chill. Now I'm going to come back real strong at the end of Oct- I mean, end of August real quick. So yeah. it's like, you know, it, you know, COVID ain't gone. And I, I know people want to say it, but trust me, man, COVID is not the flu. It's not, the, it's not, but I mean, hey, maybe if it was the flu for you, fine. But he does, with the affordability, he does slide by this thing talking about ubisoft and ea he was like you know back then back in say then meaning like the 80s 90s smaller developers smaller indie creators couldn't get their games on shelves but now with the digital wave they can't and he said because of this digital distribution it's easier for the small guy to find their customer base well guess what their customer base is also EA's customer base. It's also Ubisoft's customer base. So take the information that you and I that you were just talking about, I agree with. They get they love to play games. They want to play games, but they don't have the money like they used to to just because now they're married. Now they got kids or maybe mom is sick or whatever it is. So now I still want to play video games. I still want to blow off some steam for like an hour or so at the end of the day or, you know, spend Saturday two hours, you know, whatever, just playing something for fun. I could spend $69 on a game, $70 or, or you know, $100 for the ultimate, you know, pro pass or whatever. Or I could get Ninja Turtles, which is, oh, man, I miss Ninja Turtles. Oh, man, it was so fun. Oh, it's only $30. Or I got an email from Steam. It's on sale. Oh man, it's only twenty dollars. Yeah. That's these other indie these other indie games where it's like, oh, it's only ten dollars. And remember, this is the same player base. Same player base. So I think this also this is also hurting those pockets of these big guys too, because their games, he even said it, a lot of these live service games are starting to look the same they're all looking the same they all can do the same thing well if you have that situation of sameness plus the fact that this is something new it's interesting and he made a point of new games that don't have the the knowledge or the the recognition tanking studios and he he brought up some studios that had to close their doors but I might not take a 60, 70, 80, 100 dollar chance on something unknown, but I'll take a $10 chance. I'll take a $20 chance. And if you get a hundred people, a thousand people, a hundred thousand people to take that $10 chance, now all of a sudden this indie, this indie developer is actually doing better than Epic, even though they're not as big, which takes us back to the person I reference all the time. E40. When E40 said, I can sell a CD, that $10 is all mine. When you sell a CD, <laughs> you get a dollar off that. And he was like, so even though I might be an indie creator and my game, I've only sold 100,000 copies, right? And, you know, I you know i'm only spent they only spent ten dollars on it but i'm not paying a licensing fee to marvel i'm not paying hollywood actors for voices i'm not all these extra headroom or you know prices that you guys have they don't but it still eats into your profits because these people don't have 100 hours to commit to gotham knights which i don't even know did gotham knights even release because i actually wanted that game I think that's another game that got shelled from DC. I don't, um, I don't remember. But, but 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 to what you're saying, I, I, I mean, it's, it, it, we don't know where this is going. Yeah. Okay. And and you take, like you said, they got to spend, they got to pay that Hollywood actor to do the voice. Mm-hmm. And everybody's complaining about John Claw Van Damme and and Megan Fox. <laughs> so you done spent all this money on this. To, to to you know to have your 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 uh celebrity 
face, person, voice, whatever in your game to sell more copies. Mm-hmm. It would sell more copies if the economy wasn't so jacked up. Yeah. See, see, I'm my reference, my entry point to this conversation is the economy. It's not gaming. I know we're talking about gaming. I know this guy is talking about studio, uh, studios tanking. But my entry point, if I was in his space, if I was on his mic or just in his space and we and I was talking directly to this guy, I would not use video games as my reference point argument. I would Word. use inflation and the stru- and the econ- and the state of America's economy right now. Because if you don't consider that factor, if you just go off of what you see as far as companies failing, laying people off, and that's it, and that's the, and you're going to stop right there, and you're not going to go and de- delve no deep. Well, then you're con- you're you're dismissing a very important aspect to it. If nobody got no money, or if they don't feel like that this purchase is worth spending. Because mm-hmm. I don't know where my next meal is going to come from. Perfect. If it's worth know, spending. Yep. I don't know if it is nothing to do with the look of the game, how much money you put into your game, how much marketing and promotion you do for your game, how many voice Hollywood actors you put in your game, and everything else about your game. Everything isn't necessarily a I like, I don't like thing. My, or the reason that people do things isn't always predicated on whether they like this or dislike this. People do things based off of circumstances. And when you put life into context, you can understand why people do what they do instead of just saying, why did you do that? Because they was broke or because they didn't know where the next meal was going to come from. They had a flat tire. Uh, whatever. Like, if let somebody tell you why specifically you don't know. So why do we think we know? And, for, and and I know I know I've been up and down in life. I'm 40 years old. I got a birthday coming October 4th. By the time this year, my birthday probably be in the past. So happy birthday to me on the, on right here on the show. I'm 41 <laughs> years old as of right now. And in my 41 years, I've been up financially and I've been down financially. So I understand the mindset of people who are up. Understand the mindset of people who are down. People who are up dismiss people who are down. People who are down hate on people who are up. And neither one of those groups of people understand each other because neither one of them are living in that circumstance. So we're all kind of just reaching at each other at the end of the day. And nobody's talking to each other. And nobody's listening to each other. So even if we're talking, we're not listening. Because we're just we're ready for waiting on such and such to finish talking. So we can dismiss everything they just said as an excuse. And nobody's listening to anybody. Nobody's understanding each other. Everybody thinks they got it all figured out. And the economy is still tanking. Gas is still high. The cost of living is going up. And salaries are going down. People People are financially struggling. They cannot participate in a lot of stuff. That's my argument against the tournament person who tells me how many tournaments you want. Open mind. You call yourself a god on video games. You're a, you're a good fighter. How many tournaments have you won? I'm not participating in tournaments because I don't want to pay that money. I don't yeah, care about like winning gotta, the jackpot. You gotta go to what, whatever city. Then you gotta pay I don't to stay there. Do you gotta eat. You gotta, I don't want to you know, buy a plane ticket to fly. These, I don't yeah, want to get a hotel things. room. That's why I don't participate. It's not because I can't beat you. It's not because I can't beat Punk, Sonic Fox, Daigo, Taquito, and all these people that y'all love. I can beat them. Yes, and I'm saying it on my mic. Yes, I can beat these guys. Just like jab him, beat well, Taquito. I can yeah, beat Taquito. You, you actually have beat some of those guys. I have beat these guys. I got clips. The clips planted behind you. I'm saying that these guys are in my clips. I'm saying I can beat a pro player and I can be a pro player if I was in a financial position to do so. It has, I, but the skill factor, I got the skill factor. I can, I can mash these buttons and string combos together. You see it on the video. Look at the clips behind y'all while, as we talk. And master ranks, you see it. Just, I put the evidence on the screen. I gave Nerd Soul all of my footage so y'all can see. Look the name as, as these fights reel behind us. There will be, you will see me going to the menus, opening up the profile to look at this person's information. That person is a master rank. You, I ain't got nothing but master rank 
clips on this video to show y'all. I'm not just talking. The evidence is playing as I speak that I'm just as good as these dudes. I don't have the money and I'm not willing to spend it to prove that I'm good. I can sit on my couch and play for free. And when they come across my TV, I'm going to serve them this L and clip it and show it to y'all on their soul's channel that I've been doing it. But I don't want to do it in the, such a way of punk, Sonic, Fox, Daigo, where I got to get I got to come out of my pocket to go prove to the world that I can play. No, I don't want to lose my marriage and lose and ruin my life over that. Because what y'all gamers don't get is that a lot of y'all are inevitably single men because ain't no woman gonna let you blow $5,000 on a video game right, and not right. what did, what, did Punk say he spent 10k to get out there to check to got Japan? No woman, bro. Ain't no woman gonna let you spend 10 grand right, like look, that and I'm gonna you keep it real with you. If I got you 10k got in no my woman. hands right now, we're not going to Japan. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if we go, if we go to Japan, she want to go sightsee. She don't want to go watch me play the video game. If we go yeah. to Europe, if we go to Europe, she want to come with me and sightsee. She don't want me to go by myself because I can't afford to bring her because I got a tournament. Like y'all don't understand life when y'all Twitter on Twitter, type on YouTube or talk and run y'all mouse or even in the inbox about yeah. who's the best in the world. Like I'm not listening to none of y'all because all of this is predicated on your financial circumstances, not your skill. That's what this is. The economy, inflation, America's economy. That is my entry point to this conversation about this dude talking about all the stuff he's talking about. Like, where is your reference point to people's financial situations as to why they're not playing games? Because if yeah, you don't talk, he, if you don't consider that, then we can't talk. Yeah, because he touches <laughs> he touched on the on the indie game. And I think that's a big part. And I'll talk about a personal situation why, but I think that's a big part. He also said monetization models are you know they can hurt games and i don't think they can hurt games i think they are hurting games mm -hmm. it's i think this model though think it's, not the, it's not the monetization of, itself it's the business model of this monetization well yeah, you can yeah. monetize but it's the way they do it i think a that's lot all. of gamers feel like they're being nickel and dimed that is exactly yeah yeah and they're they're kind of like disengaging from that mm -hmm. so what what happens is you're like, all right, cool. We're going to make this game. We're going to have microtransactions. This and the third. And it'll be free to play, but it won't really be free to play. Because what's going to happen is we're going to do all this. And what ends up happening, people either don't pick it up because they know it's going to be played, it's going to be pay to win, or they just get the base game and that's it. Mm -hmm. Same with a lot of FGC stuff. You know, yep. the, the Street Fighter 6 is the most expensive game I've bought all year because. Street, uh, well, Streets of Rage, I put that. This the game's older. Uh, Turtles, I think, came out. No, no, Turtles came out late last year, I think. But anyway, um, any any game that I bought this year, which I can't think of right now, I don't feel like opening up my Steam, but whatever it was, it was probably on sale or it was some kind of like a holiday deal or something, which is still kind of a sale, so but not full price, but not full price. Now, I bought Street Fighter 6 paid full price got the the extra stuff and all that because i was like yo this looks sweet it looks awesome man i enjoyed five this is a great step up i can't wait to play it there's so much stuff to do in it and it has sort of like this open world element to it there's tons of hours that you can spend on this you know what i'm saying but it's definitely open world due to life changing on a dime for me you couldn't play it now i don't play it which goes to his point where he says a lot of people may not have the hours to dedicate to these games like they used to. Meaning and, and that also goes to the economy because if you don't have no money, what are you doing? You're somewhere trying to make the money. Yeah, you're trying to get that you don't money. Have you can't time to play games. Yeah, I can't. So it's like instead I'll play a little quick game, you know what I'm saying, yeah. or maybe play like a little retro game where I can turn it on, play for like 30 minutes, be done. Or a instead of yeah, or a mobile game. <laughs> um instead of some game where like it'll take over your life and i mean we even i'm sure you've seen some of these memes that are like you know this game takes over your life and it keeps sucking you back into the house you're trying to get outside and it like it sucks you back in and those those memes and those videos and those skits are funny but it's true like who really has when you come out like oh this game is so immersive this you know 100 hours it's like you start thinking like 100 hours 
okay, a hundred yeah. hours. Well, I ain't got but like an hour or two per day to give to this. So like, I'll never beat this thing, or I'll never. And not saying that those games don't have merit or those games aren't cool, but those games we might be seeing another turn where you know just like we saw a turn where like platformers weren't the weren't the end-all be-all anymore maybe there's another turn getting ready to happen where people are like no i can't spend 100 hours playing this game i need a game that's maybe like 10 hours 20 hours something like that or i can put 100 hours in over time right like sit down for two hours a day and then each day or every other day I sit down for those two or three hours on that game will eventually add up to 100 because I'm already over 100 hours on Street Fighter. But mm-hmm. not sitting there just playing it. Like, I work, I come home. Yeah, and you didn't need to spend 100 hours to win the game. No, I did not. No, I didn't do that. So, I, I... I think there is a slight problem. But... I think because he he talks about like is there a solution you know with these ballooning uh, budgets and you know the expectations are going to be bigger of course when you come when you talk about like these either the CEOs or the board of these companies because they're like hey we spent 200 million you know what I'm saying where's where the players at where the you know where's the money from the sales and all this stuff we went and got these Hollywood writers to write this story and then these Hollywood actors and these musicians to get their face in the game and stuff where's our return Right, I'm a, right. I'm a, I want to introduce y'all, uh, video game devs <laughs> and publishers, to a man known as Tyler Perry. Now, before I say this, Tyler Perry is not some amazing filmmaker, but Tyler Perry knows how to make money mm-hmm. in Hollywood because he mm-hmm. knows if I make a movie for one million dollars. And if my movie opens at $10 million, I'm good. Yep. See, if, Mar- if if Avengers opens to $10 million, that is a flop. If Medea right. opens to $10 million, that is a slam dunk. You know what I'm saying? It, and y'all need to stop spending this money on these games. Stop. Look. I know it's cool. It's a stunt to have these actors and actresses and these these famous writers writing the story for your game. I know it's awesome. It's cool. But you don't need it. Just like uh Shouts to RDC World, they did that skit where it was a developer, they they made like this like hot new AAA title, and mm-hmm. then the people on Twitch were playing like this stick stick man game. <laughs> It's like, look, focus on creativity and keep them budgets down. Because you can still talk about fifty million dollars, a hundred million dollars. No, you need to make a couple of games that cost like two million dollars. Let them joints matriculate and stop charging seventy dollars for them things. You can do it for two hundred thousand. A dope game. And you don't need a whole team, like a whole studio building where you got to pay a lease every month, light bill and, and bills oh, every yeah. month. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Like, are we going to Because you write consider- also these crazy commercial, you know, commercial buildings and commercial real estate that you paying for, you know, Listen. because those buildings are basically there to stunt. Listen, and- my, uncle, my uncle is an ex-football player. He played for the Texans, right? He's my uncle by blood, my grandmama's youngest son. My mama's youngest brother, me and him a year apart, but he's just my uncle by blood. He's instead of retiring as a football player and going broke, he took his money and put it in real estate here in Houston. Right. And, you know, I work security at a lot of his his construction sites when he need me to. It's not all, you know, it's not permanent, but he builds houses. Right. He's a builder. He has his own company and had this company for the last 10 years. He's retired from the NFL back in 20. 11 I believe ish 2010 to 11 ish and started his company some time after that and he's been doing that with his you know his NFL riches instead of going broke he did that this and I'm sad to say he sells these buildings wholesale he's not renting them out he's the he's the person you call when you want to have your a building built whether it's a house or a corporate building it's a construction company that he owns 
So he had you sent him the schematics. He sent you the invoice you know, of what he's gonna need, you the materials, and how much money it's gonna cost. There's a budget, all that stuff. You know, he does all that. But I'm just saying, he sells these buildings wholesale, right? People who get into these buildings, where it's a home or 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 a corporate building or a commercial building, that person has to pay a mortgage. My uncle sells it to the bank wholesale or whoever buys it wholesale. Then the bank mortgages mortgages it out to people, right? People yeah. who who acquire my uncle's property that he builds, home, house, apartment, or commercial property, have to pay a mortgage for that. Let's say somebody gets, let's say they hit my uncle up and say, yo, uh, I want you to build uh, an office for me with three, with four rooms and, and a front desk and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. he quotes him a price of 200000 300000 for just the prop, just the materials to build it. And then you got to get the land, all that stuff. All these taxes, all of these fees that you're paying just for the property that you stand on. They don't mm -hmm. care if your business is a shoe, a shoe store. A clothing store, a convenience store, a gas station, a home, a residential property, a, a, an apartment complex. They don't care what it is. If it's sitting on land, you're paying taxes on it. More than likely, you're paying a mortgage on it. So, before we sell a video game, before we create a video game, we got to pay the, lent, the, the lease, rent, or the mortgage. It, it's, it's, it usually it's a lease if it's a, if it's a commercial building. It's a mortgage if it's a, if it's a residential building. Right. And then you got to pay all the utilities inside that building because we're talking studios now back on gaming now, a studio that has a brick and mortar and, and it's not done where everybody's working from home and they're emailing their, all their files to one person. No, these people come to a studio and stay at this place and they got to pay light bill, Internet bill, water bill. If they have a kitchen in there, they got to pay a gas bill. And do you know how much it costs to heat and cool 100,000 square feet of office space? For, like, we, bruh. Before we spent the dime so, yeah, these studios is hurting. for the game, we had at least, oh, we had the overhead of just our building that we're in that the studio, we, AAA, let's say AAA Studio. Let's just throw a name. doesn't matter the name. AAA Studios got a five-room office on the corner of 59th and Martin Luther King Jr. Drive. Right, and and that's where y'all go to work every day. Before we paid the salary of the people coming through this door, before we paid for somebody to do a render or a sketch a sketch or do some anything to code, any anything to do with the game we're developing, anything small or big, we first gotta pay our bill, and we have to pay these bills every month until the game come out. Before we make a game, the, the bank don't care why you're what you're building. The bank don't care. We're building a video game studio, so we need y'all to not charge us monthly so we can put our game out. You can't say that to the bank. So when I when, when I hear people talking about what's happening out here in the world, if you ain't considering the economy in your talk, you just talking. Because these factors have to be considered before we even discuss the budget for the game and before then they have to complete or they have to sorry they have to compete with the yeah. indie guy who just gets up with his friends at the local library for free and and just schedules out the meeting room <laughs> or does all his stuff with his you know say three or four buddies over zoom or facebook or FaceTime or Skype or Google Duo, whatever it is, and they work it out over that for free in their own home. They have to compete with those guys. Yeah. Because their game their game is in Steam or a game is on PlayStation Market or whatever they call it. You know, Xbox, you know, is just like everybody else. So now you had to compete with that. You had to compete with that time that people are spending. And people come on there, like you said, with the money situation, they look at your game, they look at someone else's game, they've been able to see it played on Twitter. And they're like, oh man, this game costs, you know, $70. And man, it's it's the hot game. Everybody's playing. It's so awesome. It's, it's incredible. But this nostalgic game that I've been waiting for for a minute just came out i got an email from steam and guess what this game is 19.99 or these re-releases 
you know what i'm saying the, you know there's tons of different things that eat into the cost so it's i think he is on to something but like you're saying i don't know if he's considering how big a deal because he he mentioned the indie gamer he mentioned people having time he mentioned money and like economy but he kind of like just slid by it real quick and or in my opinion he slid by it someone else might watch the video and say no he covered it you know extensively or whatever but you know it i think it might be a much larger deal than then he is kind of like uh bringing forward like for instance even if i look on my on my wish list for steam right now i think the most expensive game is like what 39 dollars that's still 40 dollars cheaper than a triple a title like that's this still you know you're still coming in 40 dollars cheaper no, hold up. There's one that's forty nine ninety nine. So then you're still talking about that's thirty dollars cheaper. So I mean, there's tons of games. You know, there's tons of fun that you can have that you don't have to spend these AAA title dollars for. Like there's, and then there's some that I have in the spot that you know you might be waiting for the sale. So it's like you know, I'm like all right, I'm waiting for that email to come through and tell me it's on sale. But there's, you know, there's this idea that just the price itself or the budgets themselves is bad. And I think that does hurt them. I think that I think those budgets are really hurting them. But I don't think that, like you said, this economy, this economy is hurting. Well, also, I think people aren't realizing and maybe they're sort of realizing now it's all connected first of all the writers just went on strike they just got off strike right because yeah. i'm because i'm seeing everybody coming back all these late night shows that i used to watch especially stephen colbert i love me some stephen colbert i'm seeing um daily show come back i'm seeing a lot of tv come back right tv yeah. is back on now because the writers are back but let's let's touch on that and if y'all don't know what i'm talking about scroll nerd circles archive down and keep scrolling until you find the video with him and Solar Gray talking about the writer strike. I'm going to keep saying that. Yeah. Because now nah, this isn't nothing to do with gaming. I'm not saying the writer strike is why people ain't playing games. I'm saying that's another example of the economy tanking. In that mm-hmm. moment, the the economy for let's say Hollywood. Let's say Hollywood's economy, right? Let's just call it that. Hollywood's economy for the last three months, tanked or six months, however long this writer strike has been going on. I don't know how many months, but let's just throw a number. Four months. For the last four months, the Hollywood economy tanked. Nobody was doing no movies. Nobody was doing no TV shows. Nobody and they was couldn't promote anything. those movies. And a lot of those movies flopped Nobody because they didn't have money. any promotion. People weren't out. They weren't, they weren't able to push and I'm these sure, things. I'm sure without doing any digging, I'm just going to go out on a limb and throw this one up in the air and say that I'm sure some movies and TV shows got shelved during the writer's strike. And yeah. then after the strike was over, they still on the shelf and never came back. Unfortunately, we will not get a season three of The Wonder Years. I'm just and, saying. I don't know. That show is beautiful. But, but yeah. I'm assuming that some shows got shelved during the strike. And now that the strike is over, those shows are going to stay on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's, what's going on, man? So, so I'm, so I'm thinking, so I'm thinking just using that, the writer strike, for example, that's a situation where the economy tanked and nobody was making no money. So if ain't nobody making no money right here in Hollywood and the same thing would work. Nobody going, nobody going to see a movie. Nobody's watching a TV show. That's not on TV to watch. (laughs) You know, you're not getting ratings. If you're not there for me to give you the rating. If I don't, mm-hmm. if I can't scroll on social media or flick a channel and find you, then I'm, then that doesn't mean I don't like you. That means you're not on the air. And why are you not on the air? Because there was a writer strike. Why is there a writer strike? Because writers aren't getting paid. Why aren't writers getting paid? Because everybody's greedy. Like you keep going and looking for the context of why things are instead of just looking at the conclusion. That's why they did. <laughs> um somebody did the idea of expanding this to gaming too because a lot of these writers that are 
that are uh not SAG, WGA mm-hmm. are also writing the storylines for these video games. Just like these SAG actors are also doing mocap or they're doing, you know, voice right. acting. So they were actually floating the idea of stretching this or extending this to video games as well. Now I don't know where it went. I saw a headline where they were talking about it, but I didn't like see how see where it went to. But this all is connected. Like perfect example, you said the Hollywood economy, which is true. If the writers strike and then the actors follow right behind them, guess what? The makeup artists, they ain't yep. on set making money. The people that build sets, they ain't making, ain't making money. money. The gaffers, the people, carrying, the people carrying the wires and plugging up the lights, domino. they ain't making no money. It's a domino. It all is all connected. Y'all be thinking, oh, this is just, you know what I'm saying? It's just the studios. Well, since epic laid off 16 percent of the workforce which the guy said in his video was about 900 people that's 900 mouths at least that ain't getting fed we don't know if these people got uh families let's say let's say half of them 450 people got families so when i say family i say man woman child at least you know one kid let's say let's say they have one kid so that's three people so that's three mouths not getting fed they out in the workforce trying to make it, trying to try to do something. They ain't trying to play no video games. They shoot, they ain't trying to go see no movie this weekend. Cause that dollar got a stretch now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. not taking a road trip to the beach this weekend. No, 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 no. I can't do that. I'm not going out to eat this weekend. Unless we talk about the dollar menu. Right. <laughs> It's like, bruh, all this, stuff, all this stuff is connected. And when you lay off 900 people, like that stuff, yo, that stuff hit. If you're laying off 900 people, that means you too are struggling financially, even even as a well-to-do person. And it has yeah. nothing to do with, with how much budget you put in your game and whether or not people like your game. Now, he did he did make a statement, which unfortunately due to due to rich people and greed might be true he said this might have been done just to save the bonuses of the of the executive team and i was like oh boy i was like i was like i hope not but i wouldn't be surprised there's no way of knowing that and that's a that's a reach i mean listen we can say that there's corporate greed right corporate greed exists you don't know which one is which one isn't so unless you can unless you've worked for the company that you're talking about you really don't know <laughs> you don't know you may hear people tell stories somebody can come tell you their story about their experience at said company but you the person presenting the information did not work for the company so you cannot definitively say that they're agreed you can't you can't speak from an experience you did not have you can only go by the data that people give you. So therefore, your your perception is skewed and your perspective is jaded and disingenuous because you're not speaking from a place of experience. You're speaking of a place of surface level information. You're drawing conclusions based off what you've read, what you've heard, but you can't definitively say without a shadow of a doubt that a thing is or a thing isn't until you've worked for that company. Because not everybody's greedy and everything, some things that appear as greed isn't necessarily greed. It's more like, uh, uh, you know, trying not to, trying to stay within the realm of the IRS, right? What about that portion of business that's <laughs> nothing to do with video gaming? Where, some, sure. where, where you feel like, where you feel like the company ain't paying you what you worth or you feel like they, they they taking money shaving off the top you have a feeling in your gut but the accountant of the company just happens to let you be privy to some information and that own business owner ain't doing none of the, nothing of the sort they're trying to stay within a specific tax bracket so when they file their taxes they don't get audited and penalized hmm. but you wouldn't know that as a worker on the bottom level grunt level because you just punching your clock every day so i'm saying yes corporate greed exists yes is there corporate greed? Yes. But which one of them is it? You don't know until you work for them. And then if you work for them, you ain't spoke to the accountant. So you don't know. 
You see what I'm saying? All I'm saying is context. <laughs> I'm just. Oh, I feel you. Gonna, I feel you. If you're gonna talk, if you're gonna talk on these microphones, and you're gonna speak on stuff, you need to speak in context. And I ain't necessarily saying have evidence and and, and let's prove what you're saying. Nah, because that's that's kind of a, a, a slippery slope too. I can prove a lot of the stuff I say, but what context? I can't speak about things I haven't experienced. So how can I speak about it? How do I know if I ain't been there? And I'm talking about myself. So if I can do, if I can check myself, why, what's everybody else's problem with checking themselves? Why open mind only check itself? Well, that's open mind. I don't check myself. I know I'm right. Like, what? Really? Right. <laughs> like, come on. I'm not so, going to be the yeah, only person that... out here that got some sense that, 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 that doesn't just take stuff on the surface level and just run with it. I'm not be, I'm not going to be the only human being that got enough sense to listen to something and not just take it at face value. Yeah, so <laughs> this, not and this is not the I don't want nobody running the spawn wave being like nurse or don't like you or nothing like that. No, I think he I think is. he brings up I think he brings up some good points. Um I think he might be indicating some issues, but I also think that there's a larger thing at play, like you said, with the economy in general. Like we still I know it seemed like the you know COVID is over, but like the effects of it, you know, the effects of the supply chain, the effects of these high rates, you know what I'm saying? The effects of the gas prices, the effects of you know, like all of this stuff, you know what I'm saying, contracts drying up, things of that nature, layoffs, all like all of this stuff is connected, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you know, you gotta spend thirty dollars to get one carton of eggs like it, you know what I'm saying? all this stuff is connected and it might just be more than just a high budget it might be a high budget as well as the people in the rat race you know what i'm saying um so with that said i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it to open mind we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna hit y'all with another video but i'm gonna throw it to open mind let the people know where they can find you open mind spell it with a y on Twitter X, I am Open Minds, Philip with a Y on IG, and check us out at the Fantasy Sports Podcast at The Recap, that's two P's, The Recap, R-E-C-A-P-P, uh, you know, check us out, man, we are definitely calling the football game before they happen, I'm so proud of us, we're doing great, I wish y'all, did. we need, well, we need subscribers because not necessarily that I want the views. I need the subscribers because as we as we grow in subscriber base, you know that's what that's what really allows our channel to be monetized. I don't want to I don't really want to ask somebody for no donations. I don't want to ask somebody to give us a dime. If you could just subscribe to our channel and push us to a thousand, two thousand subs as as the time goes by, and let us monetize and make our own money, that'd be fine. We ain't got to ask nobody for nothing. Cause I don't like asking people for stuff. I don't want to ask somebody for five dollars. I don't. Yes, that's the thing to ask people to donate to your channel. I want to. I want to be the one person who doesn't do that. If you want to give me some money, I take it. But I ain't asking you for it. I'd rather get my money with my little commercial playing on my little channel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so subscribe to us. Word of mouth. The Recap Fantasy Sports Podcast. We got TikTok page and stuff, but. You know, come check us out, man. We we trying to grow. Word up, word up. Of course, you know what I'm saying. Go over there. Make sure to if you look, it won't cost you nothing to subscribe or share or you ain't got some watch. comments or hit the like button. Come you on, you ain't got to watch us. Just hit the subscribe button and turn us tune us out if you want to. Just be subscribed to us. That way, we can play some, some commercials on our channel and get some of this monetization. Like I said, subscribe to us and you, you got to like fantasy sports because we just fantasy sports. You do not have to participate. You can click, turn our video off when it hits your timeline. Just become a subscriber so we can just get that monetization. That's all. We ain't asking you for nothing. <laughs> I ain't asking you for no money. what y'all got to do. <laughs> so I'm going to say, look, y'all, don't, don't go over there saying that I said something bad. Look. We ain't, ain't no hate over here, you know what I'm saying? We got love for games, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I want to give a shout out to Corrupt. Corrupt is coming one of these days. You know one what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, get your hearts and minds right, because one day Corrupt is going to be here, 
it's gonna be dope and um, also get your mind right for super ubi island part two from the homie andrew you know what i'm saying that boy drew yo man look y'all look we got black indie devs doing their thing i'm i'm just hyped so of course n-e-r-d s-o-u-l facebook instagram twitter podcast all that jazz look just holler at me come on through let's talk about games anime whatever and until next time this is from us to you saying peace peace